Hello, Sky friends, and thank you for joining us. I am your host and DM, Scott. I'm here today to talk to you about our sponsor, Libris Arcana. They offer dice subscriptions, leather gaming covers, and more. I signed up for their monthly subscription, and let me tell you, these are some great dice. They're perfect for causing some trouble in our game. Head over to their website, librisarcana.com, and you can get a subscription of your very own. That's L-I-B-R-I-S-A-R-C-A-N-A dot com. As a bonus to Seasons of Skyrend listeners, you can use the promo code SKYREND at checkout to receive 20% off your first month. Each month, you'll receive a new and unique set of dice delivered right to your door. Again, enter promo code SKYREND at checkout to receive 20% off your first month's subscription. Go get yourself some dice and help us keep the lights on. Thank you, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Gray, or Gray the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Book 2, Chapter 44 Searching for Answers Meanwhile, back in your temporary abode, there's Vale and Darvin and Sam and Sniffins. Uh, Sam's going to grab a torch. He's going to go ahead and light that bad boy up. Darvin Vale, I'm going to step out for a bit. Go say <laughs> hi to some of the locals. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, don't tell Alexander. If you run into any trouble, just send Stephens. Sure, sure, sure. And he, like, gives a little <laughs> to Sniffins to follow. Maybe wood whistle, but it's... A fairly quiet place. Doesn't need to be too loud. But yeah, Sam and Sniffins are going to walk out and go meet some locals. Meet Sam going to in get him some. He's going to go be friendly. He's going to go be Sam. He's going to go be Sam. Okay. One of those times where Arnest wishes, wishes they were Sam. Right. So, yeah, the last place you were at was Bristol Shores, where there was all of one person. Before that, you were at the temple with Celestials. Uh, he and Gosha did not get off on the right foot. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you guys didn't want to go hang out with Yaroslav and them, so he didn't get a chance to be social with any of them. So last time he even had a chance to be around other people in a social setting was Capris during the party. That was a while ago. Yeah, money's got needs. No, no he... <laughs> it's not always about that. He likes people. Yes, he likes people. Not so much in the entertainer fashion as Arnis is, but he misses socializing. Even if it is just friendly conversation at a bar. It's not always just friendly conversation at a bar, but he misses it. He enjoys your company greatly, but he's pretty sure you're safe up here. So he's going to go out. He's going to go meet some folks. He's a traveler. It's what he does. It's what he likes. Yeah, and 
Arnis, as you and Baron Misha are headed back up towards your temporary home, you certainly can see that Torch and Sam and Sniffins going around, and he's just chatting with folks out there on the walkways and things. You know, being very friendly, very personable. It's not a strange sight for you. You've definitely seen him do this before. Carry on. And you go back and you all are together again. I found food. Yay! <laughs> I, I don't know that I'd yay it <laughs> quite yet. I mean, it's edible, but it's vegetable. No protein? Only. Well, I guess I'm not going to get forced too hard. So you guys have the evening with some healthy food. It's not particularly delicious, but it will keep you healthy, it will keep you fed, it will keep you warm. Okay. Do you want to rest? Do you want to study through the night? What's up? Oh, I want to sleep. Okay. You all rest for the night. It is definitely a lot colder here than you're used to. Even up here in the trees, you probably have to pull out some of your winter wear and pull it over like blankets just to keep warm enough to sleep through the night. But you wake up and it is still dark out when you push the door open. This doesn't mean it's an inactive city. Arnis at least can definitely tell there are people moving around out there. Because you can still kind of make out the shadows of them moving in the trees. But I think even just listening, you can you can hear little creaks and snaps of branches or crunkles of leaves. Maybe some people just chatting somewhere in the trees in the distance. And it's nice and early in the morning before the sun comes up. Is it more research today, or are you out and about meeting folks? I don't want Arnis to yell at me, so I'm going to keep researching. <laughs> I was going to say I defer to Arnie's judgment. What? Because if I go out, I'm inevitably going to piss somebody off, or somebody's going to piss me off, so I'm just going to stay in and keep researching. That sounds like a wise decision. There you go. You do tend to get pissed off. Okay. So it's a research morning for the four of you. Yes. As long as Baron Misha is willing to... Yeah, yeah. Baron Misha doesn't rest a lot. Being an elf, they don't have to. Right. But even those four hours, you can tell were real short. They were in meditation, not full-on sleep. And as soon as they'd had enough of that, they were up and busying themselves in the books or tidying up or just kind of going through their equipment that they brought with them. A lot of mementos and things like that. But once you all wake up, they're more than happy to help out again. I think with the progress you've made so far, you're definitely able to keep yourself at least in the right set of notes. It's just a matter of how much you're going to understand. Let's go ahead and roll Arcana again. You're all going to get the Baron Misha boost. Scrolls oh my god! Are you freaking kidding me? I hate my life. Arnus is not a morning person. Arnus is going to murder everyone. Arnus crit fell again. Murder! <laughs> yes. Uh, Arnus did. I got the same rolls last time too. So. At least you're just going to get you something. Yeah, Mine is going to get me jack I'm shit. not complaining, but it's funny. Let's go around the table here. Vale? I got a three total. Arnis? I got a five total. Was that another crit fail? Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I want to know, I because life. I want to do something, and the crit fail means I can. Oh, God. Darwin, what did you get? I got a 19. Ooh, very nice. Darwin. When did Darwin become the researcher? Well, he is a monk. He spent a lot of time in solemn meditation, I would assume. That's yeah, fair. Very solemn. Like, I went to college. Apparently I'm out of practice. So maybe it's not that Darwin is more naturally intelligent. He's just a better student. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently he had higher grades at monk school than I did at bard college. <laughs> it's different sets of skills. Hmm. So let's see. Darwin, what is the aim of your research this morning? Um... I was not prepared for that question. To find more <laughs> on... These are all words that go together. That thing we're studying. Do you want to know the last thing you found out? Yes, please. To help you figure out the next thing? Yes, please. Um, you found out that you can filter the magic that's transferred into the new item through a person and into another item, but with only limited success. Right? So if what used to be a sword is now gloves, you can transfer that power back into a weapon, but it won't be as powerful as it should be. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is with the mantle, right? Like, well, this is... Because the mantle itself is a medium. 
In uh, general, they can do this, but the mantle can be used as um, a medium. In these notes, what you've seen is that they've been using people as a medium. Okay. Not like experimentation. These are either things that they've done on themselves, Curie style, or that people have volunteered for. You know, they just didn't know the dangers they were exposing themselves to. Right. Um, I think, Darwin, you found their research journal that explains how they were doing this. Like, not just, here's the theory. Like, they, these were some of the actual experiments and how they set it up and how they had to attune to the new magical item and what they had to do to the person who was acting as the medium themselves to become the filter and how you prepare the new item for the magic that it's going to take on. It is incredibly detailed that you're able to get like some real good looks into all the different steps and the preparations that you're going to need. And then when you get down to the side effects and you start reading about that, Arnis leans in a little too close with the torch and the book catches fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's what do you do? This book has started to burn. Uh-oh. Crap. I get water and try to put it out. Do, you do have we water? have water? I assume you yeah. have like water when you're traveling in like some sort of flask or skin oh, yeah. or container yeah. of some I sort? Try to yeah, put the then. book out. Okay. Uh, Aranis, having set this book on fire, quickly runs over, grabs some water, and douses the book. Just roll me a d20. Oh, God. I forget, you've got restoration spells, so there are things you can do. Restoration spells that work on people. Okay, I rolled a 14. Get rid of the one that you used to fix your room. Uh, mending? You still need all the pieces yeah. that were there. It won't reform things that got burned away. It's like if the book had been ripped in half, you'd certainly reform it. Anyway, yeah, once something is burned away, there's, yeah, you need better magic than bending. Um, it, it can fix small like tears and stuff. Yeah. You quickly douse some water on this, and some of the words smudge a little bit thanks to the water, but you're able to maintain the steps of how to prepare the magical item and how to prepare the person. All of the side effects are just gone, though. <laughs> like, you have no idea what's going to happen to whoever acts as the medium now. Okay. Oh, God. In theory, this would work. Sweet. It'll be a whole ritual, but we'll get to that when we come to it. But we have an idea what the yeah. ritual is. If you keep this book, you won't have to worry about like how to set it up. Okay. You will still have to worry about actually doing the act. Like That still requires a lot of skill and practice, but you at least have the instruction manual here. It's a start. It is a start. So no Dar- idea what the set effects are. Darwin... You now, if you keep this book, you have a magical transfer instruction book, part of Mia Balfall's journals. Nice. Can't we keep this book? I mean, you think we have to ask? I probably don't want it back anymore. Now that you, you know, you can just take the ashes back and be like, there was a tragedy. <laughs> Oops. My bad. Okay. What comes next? Is there something more you want to learn? Or do you want to go be social with someone? Does Vale have an itch to go start assassinating people? I don't know. I have contracts. That's fair. <laughs> Without a contract, I'm just murdering people. With a contract, you're still murdering people. No, with a contract, I'm doing a job. That job is murder. Wow. That job is assassination. Sorry. It's assassination, not murder. It's the thinnest of lines. Separated by the thinnest of veils. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so done. Nice. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Okay, what are you doing? I go Anybody? sit in what I presume to be my mom's house and just wait. <laughs> Bold move. She's been out. She said, like, I'll talk to you later and. It's well past later, so... Okay, you're. are you going back to the... Uh, where you spoke with her last? Yes. Okay. It was more of an office than a home. Oh, alright. Go to her office and wait for her return. <laughs> you get there and the door's locked. Cool. But you can definitely wait outside. Darwin and Vale, are you going with? Or are you off on other business? Vale wants to go see if they can find Black Dragon Woman. And see if they can't... All around, see what's going on, be a little nosy. Okay. 
Is the intent here to not be noticed, or do you yes, just want to go up and... Yes, the intent is to not be noticed. Important distinction. Most definitely. <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to chat with her or not. Seems like not. Darwin, what about you? I got nothing specific. Okay. Go whittle somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you're in a tree. There's plenty of wood. Although, they might get mad. Okay. So, Darwin, you're just what, hanging out yeah, at that house? pretty much. Mm-hmm. Since the three of you are separating, Baron Misha does not know who to follow. Does anybody want their company? I'm going to tell him specifically he can't come with me. <laughs> and I probably shouldn't go to jail either. Looks like he's hanging with you, Darwin. Looks like. All right. In which case, Darwin, while you're keeping yourself busy with Lynn or whatever, uh, you've got Baron Misha at your disposal, should you wish some conversation. Let's go to Vale. Vale's trying to be all sneaky sneaky. I think once the day, like, people start waking up and the city gets more active, the citizens become more active. It's not going to be too hard to find the black dragon female. It's not like she's trying to be sneaky. So it's really just a matter of you following without being seen. So let's go ahead and roll some stealth. Yeah, that's nice. 17 to die. Adding my 13 bonus. You shut up. Jeez. That's a 30. Ha. So explain... How is it that you are following this dragon person without being seen? The floor is yours. You're up in a tree city. Go. It's a, a combination of a couple of things now at this point. Vale's always been good at following people. I think it, at this experience level, they've started to figure out how to combine not just following, but like ducking into an alley and shifting so that even if you might have thought I was following mm-hmm. you, when I come back out of that alley, I look like someone else. So I'm kind of ditching my own potential tales, if you will, and and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a lot of, of kind of that sort of stuff where it's like, you know, normal following and I look like and then maybe she stops somewhere in like a market type area. Or no, they said there's no market, but like there's she yeah. stops to investigate something and then as I know that she's gonna be there for a while, I kinda of walk around a corner and I take off my cloak and shift into something else, and then as I come back around I look like somebody else. So and that sort of kind of deception. Yeah. I like it. It's a lot of shuffling pieces here. She's not here to buy anything, but as I mentioned before, she is inspecting the city. Following her around, I think the first things that you learn, her name is Ezabeth, and her orcish companion is Churlet Az, and all of the elves here are being very respectful of the both of them. She is definitely in charge between the two of them, but Churlet is still receiving his fair share of respect. And what you discover is that she is here to inspect the city on the personal orders of the king. For what, she is not saying, but whenever she mentions the king, King Aldabas, she shows off her badge. Everybody is just super helpful. Uh, And she and Trillet are keeping copious notes of what they find. Interesting to learn. You're not sure if this is because something is going wrong in the city and they're trying to figure out the cause of it, or if they're investigating a person, or... Yeah, it's difficult to tell. Uh, But it seems like it's not a routine investigation. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is a special trip. The two of them are here on a very specific mission. It does not happen all the time. And, yeah, she is given as much latitude as she asks for. That's not scary. It's just a dragon. You guys are fine. Okay. Darvin, you are still up in that room with Baron Misha. When Sam and Sniffins come back. <sighs> Did I miss anything? Um, a little bit. Oh, yeah? Mostly, you know, technical mumbo-jumbo. Ah, okay. I'm not worried about that. Everybody else okay? He looks around, he notices the two of them are missing. Yeah, yeah, they're off on, you know, errands. Bill's yeah. doing... Veil stuff. Anything I should be worried about? Nah, nah, they're fine. Okay. They're fine. Anna, Anna, Arnis is doing Arnis stuff. <laughs> I think Sam's gonna take one of the chairs, sit down, and relax. Sniffin's gonna sit at his feet. Sam's gonna reach over, scratch Sniffin's on the back of the head. You know, these are some real interesting folks here. Yeah. You know, they used to live down on the ground, right? You just moved the city up here. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I didn't ask. It was interesting, though. Maybe because of the water? 
I, I would assume, but I sorry, history wasn't the main uh, subject of my night. Sure, I figured. I mean, but you guys found out some magic stuff, I assume. A little bit. Smells a little smoky. Yeah, uh, Aranis took issue with one of the books. He wrote a pretty bad review of it. Thanks. It was a little scalding, actually. <laughs> yeah. There was some heat to it. I don't know why. I thought I was pulling some useful info from that book. <laughs> I'm so very scared to go to Aranis. I'm so scared. <laughs> really, I, I wish I wish one of us had gone with Arnis. That's not why I'm scared. I just. Oh, I was like, you guys think I'm going to do something stupid? I'm not going to pick a fight with my mom. She's clearly a soldier, and I am not. Okay. I may talk yeah, a big game. Arnis but... is the one who never makes mistakes. <clears throat> the hell is that supposed to mean? Nothing. You're the calm, cool-headed one. Let's just see what happens. Shit. How about that? Yeah. Let's just see what happens. So, Darwin, as you and Sam finish catching each other up on the events of the evening, Sam said he had a great evening. Uh, it was a wonderful night. He opens the door and he just kind of goes outside and leans up against the side of the house and just kind of looking out over the city as we go down to Aranis, waiting in front of Adriana Baufall's office. When you see her coming across a little rope bridge with Alexander behind her, the two of them are catching each other up on the events of the previous day. Adriana has just come from the Vice Count's residence, and she seems perturbed about something. And as she approaches her office and sees you there, oh, hello. I was expecting to have a few minutes to myself before this discussion, but since you're, you're here... Fine. You're fine. No, I'll wait. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Alexander, please excuse us. And he runs off to go uh, check up on some of the other patrols from the evening. And Adriana's going to escort you into her office. She opens up the door. She walks around behind her desk. Sits down, elbows on the desk, hands together. Arnis. Arnis. Okay, we've got some time here. I trust you've been discreet while you're here? I haven't told anybody. Okay, thank you. So... Trust the books were useful. Yeah, we mostly found what we need, we think. Okay. It's about that other matter. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a reason you brought it up? What? <laughs> uh, please. What? just gonna let her go until she got to a question um my dad always told me that i couldn't know who you were and that i was not to ask questions and that i was never to go find you and that's all he ever said and you're here so well he died and that means that you're the only family i've got left so yeah i'm here <laughs> Uh, roll insight. Oh, I got a 20. Oh. Not a crit, just a 20. When you mention that your father's died, you can see something inside her hurts. Uh, it's definitely not that she hated your dad. She's trying her best not to let that show. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Was that recently? I mean, it was a while ago now, I suppose. <laughs> Meaning, like, it, it's, it's been a few years. Okay, okay. I'm sorry that he's passed. But to the outside world, we can't be family. You're, you're gonna have to give me the why, because he never did. 
I'm not saying I'm going to fight you on it. I just need to know why. <sighs> Fine. My position here is important. Not just to me, to the people here, to the Vice Count. And if they were to find out that I had a child with a human, that would put that in danger. Your father was a very sweet man. Yeah. But it wasn't supposed to be more. So I asked him to take you and to go somewhere else. And he did. And it seems like he tried to tell you to stay away. But if the truth were to get out, I could be removed from this position. And then the Vice Count would have... Well, not someone as reliable. Uh, the city would be in a very difficult position. And we're already not in the best. It's... It is selfish of me, I know. But it's not just for me. It is for other people, too. Do you... Can you understand? I get it. I get having people depend on you. I don't know, though. I mean... It seems to me that... Over the last... Oh, 35 years or so, you could have trained somebody. Right? To, like, do what you do. And then it wouldn't have been such a big deal. And then just abandon everybody? I'm, I'm not sure what you want. I, I, like, I don't want you to leave, and I don't need you to, like, come out to everybody as my mom. I, I don't need that. I'm just saying, like, you... It's not like you didn't have the time to train a replacement so that then it wouldn't be such a big deal for you to say step away for a while and go off wherever and, I don't know, visit your kid. Roll another insight. It's a 16. Your mom is trying to hide it, but your words are getting to her. It hurts to hear. Which is why I think she eventually will say it's not that I didn't care. And it's not that I didn't want to see you. But it's not about just what I can do here. It is about what I know and who's allowed to know it. If I were to be exiled from here or just leave, I would have to take that knowledge with me because I can't just forget it. And... <laughs> It's not safe to know. Oh, you have some of that too, huh? <clears throat> you do too. I'm your kid. Oh, that's clearly oh, unsafe. Oh, that knowledge. That knowledge. Okay. I didn't know if you're... I, mm, sorry. I mean, uh, I am alluding to the other stuff, but I'm not going to tell her that. I'm not going to tell okay. her, oh, by the way, the god of the celestials told me some shit that I'm not supposed to know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't just... Protect the city. I protect the vice count herself. And other people aren't trusted enough. And I don't get to decide that. I mean, I just got here. So, I mean, I, I could be misreading everything that you're telling me, but it kind of sounds like the uh, vice count has you over a barrel. Like, you're half a prisoner here and can't leave. <laughs> Maybe not a whole one, but at least a little bit. Your mom actually laughs a bit at that. Oh, good. You're <laughs> laughing. That means that I'm wrong. Yes? Yes. No, 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 no. It's probably for the best that you don't understand. It's fine. It keeps both of us a little safer. So that's... I can't change that. You can't change that. What, what is it you want going forward? I don't know. I figured you should know that I know you exist. And you should also know that my dad's dead. Yeah. That seemed fair. But... 
I mean, it's not good to know, but I'm glad I know. If that makes sense. <sighs> but no, I didn't know you were... You are you... Oh my god. You're that... You're that Aranus. I don't know what you're talking about. You've heard of me. The Bard. Oh, I should have known. The loot, of course. I'm a Bard. What are you talking about? (laughs) You're playing dumb right now. I wanted to say it. (laughs) Everybody knows about Karami. Well, it's a city, so yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I'm being such an asshole right now. I'm totally doing it on purpose. Yeah. Mm. No. And everybody knows about the Bard and the Rebellion. That's... Oh, my God. Bard. Yeah, that was me. Mm. Yeah, (sighs) I, I did that. Okay. Okay, great. Fun. But again, oh, nobody knows I'm related to you. I'm not going to tell anybody. Okay. You're fine. Oh, there's an opportunity there, though. Yeah, but I'm not going to take it. Now. There's <laughs> <laughs> no reason to. We'll just put that in a box, and we'll think about it later. <laughs> box is getting off the floor. <laughs> there's a lot in that box. Separate box. How much can that box hold? How many of these boxes do you have? It's a box of holdings, so quite a bit. Anyway. Man, you should have heard that speech I gave. It was really good. I rallied some people. (laughs) No, I... I will take your word for it. Your father was a man of... He was very well-spoken. But I'm guessing your musical talent... Surpassed his being a bard and all. Yeah, it enhances the persuasive abilities. I'm sure that's coming useful. Yeah. Okay. So, Arnis. Uh, I mean, I yes, I I know you're here. I know who you are. I, I'm not sure where you want to go from here. I don't know if there really is anywhere to go. A random question. Okay. How much do you know about what's happening with the grung in the frost swamps? Oh, that's a big uh, that's a big shift in the conversation. You so seem to be wanting done... to move past the other thing. No, it's so just, I figured I'd ask it's something. It's just a else. sensitive topic. It's things I haven't thought about for a long time. Mm-hmm. What can I tell you about the grung? They're sick. We know that. They are sick and they want help, and they don't know where to get it from. They used to be much friendlier and much more open with us, and that's I mean, that's changed as they've gotten sicker. Their priorities have changed. Have you attempted, not you personally, but like anyone here, have, have you attempted to help them at all? Uh, we've sent doctors. We've sent healers. I mean, at best, all we've been able to give them is a relief from some of the pain. So nobody here has done any research into, like, what's actually causing their illness? Like, we don't know what's causing it, no. Okay. Could you point me to the person in the city who you think has helped them the most? <sighs> Roll persuasion. I'm gonna... Crit <laughs> Nope. No. That's a 14. Um, there certainly is someone who's been more outgoing and helping them. You have to keep your cool. Why wouldn't I be able to keep my cool? The person you want is Sicarius. My daughter. He's fucking shitting me right now. Thank you for telling me that before I was in front of her. Because <laughs> that wouldn't have ended well. Yes. She has tried to help them. That's not had success. But as you said, you're bard, you're 
used to persuading folks and being personable. Are, are you just, like, staring gonna, death eyes at her right now? You gonna, like, tell me where she is? Or do I have no. to go ask around? No, 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 no. Like... You don't have to ask around. I mean, <laughs> you can find, once you know somebody's name, like, yeah, it's easy to find somebody. Yes, she has a shop just west of here in the trees. A little bit lower down. And because I'm never going to ever get to say it again, thanks, Mom. And I walk out. <sighs> you see her, like, twinge a little at that. Good. Good. <laughs> Why are you so mean to your mom? She had 35 fucking years. 35! There are many okay. things you can do in 35 years. Anyway. Anyway. Veil. You've been following around Elizabeth. Do you want to keep following her? Like, what's the end goal? Like, <laughs> no, I've got trying to get an I've idea of what she's here for. Basic idea of what she's here for, and that's about all I'm gonna really push for because, I'm, you know, she's not a target. She's not a mark. She's just something I was curious about. Now that I know, I'm I'm good. I'm gonna head back. Oh, okay. Back to meet the group. All right. Darwin, is there anything you and uh, I don't Sam so. and the Baron want to do? I don't think so. Cool, let's just move ahead to when you all reconvene back up there. I'll go first. <laughs> um, so apparently something's going on with this dragon woman whose name I've discovered is Ezabeth. Ezabeth. Ezabeth, sorry. That's alright, it's not a common name. I'm just doing some sort of inspection and name-dropping the king like nobody's business. And every time she does, people seem to just be like, Yes, sure, ma'am, whatever you say, ma'am. Instead of not a routine stop-in. So they're looking for something that wasn't... Or just doing some sort of investigation. I'm not sure what didn't catch any specifics, but it's definitely interesting. It's fun to watch. You just like watching elves be subservient to someone, don't you? Well, but they're being subservient to someone who's serving with higher elves, so... Now, if she were to turn it in full dragon mode and nom one of them, that would be awesome. <laughs> what it would be? I mean, for you, maybe. Well, yeah, but not obviously not for the one getting nommed. That would be kind of a bad day for them. It might be an understatement. A little bit. So, uh, what did your mom have to say? Are we leaving? No, I've got one more person to talk to. Well, who do you have to talk to? My half-sister. You have a half-sister? Yes. My fucking mom has another fucking kid. Who she actually acknowledges. It's fine, though. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. You sure you want to be talking to her? Nothing's on fire, except the thing that I accidentally <laughs> set on fire. Are you okay? Out. I mean, you're setting shit on fire. You're yelling at your mom. You sound like you want to go kill your sister. Hey, I didn't set that half-sister. I didn't set that book on fire on purpose. That was an accident, and Darwin will vouch for me. Vouch for me. <laughs> no, sure. it was an accident. It was an accident. I didn't set it on fire on purpose. All right, I think maybe one of us should go with you to talk to your sister. Oh, I was going to suggest it. I was okay. going to suggest it. We just like pack up our stuff and then leave after we talk to her. That's fine. Cool. I'm also not planning on telling her that she's my half sister, in case you're wondering. Uh, okay. Just in case one of you decides to let that fly out of your mouth. When you're not talking, because you never talk when I'm talking hey, to someone. I have tried to be diplomatic before. I we all know how that went. There's a lot of stabbing involved. <laughs> or attempted stabbing. <laughs> Misha and Sam are watching this conversation. <laughs> a little nervous. It's fine. You guys are cool. <laughs> Alright. Are we going to go see Sicarius? Yes, <clears throat> we are. Okay. Yeah, as I've mentioned, her shop is a little bit lower in the trees. Doesn't mean it's more difficult to get to. Just where she works out of. As you approach, it's a small, moss-covered shack. There's steam coming out of a couple different vents. The doorway's actually a little bit short compared to the rest of these. It doesn't look like it was meant to be the most comfortable of buildings. Uh, as you get there, I, mean, I think unless you want them to join you inside, Sam's going to suggest he and Sniff and stay outside. Oh, um, yeah. Looks a little cramped in there. Alright, it's cool. Cool, cool. Uh, Misha is fine with either way, in or out. 
It's up to you whether or not you want them there. It's up to you, dude. Baron Misha says, oh, I guess I'm going to go in. Cool. You enter into a small smoke-filled shop. There are vials and books everywhere. You see a somewhat short, young wood elf. Glasses on, smock. A bunch of, like, grease smears on it. She's busily working away on some experiment. Medicine, magic, it's hard to tell. Uh, and as you come in, she obviously takes note of everybody entering in. Stands up, douses a flame underneath one of these vials, and lifts the goggles from her head and rests them on top. Oh, good morning, uh, strangers. Oh, my. You're the group that arrived yesterday, yes? Mm-hmm. Well, hi. Is someone sick? Hurt? N- no, not not among us as such. Um, we are passing through this way on our way to see the grun in the frost swamps. And Mm. I hear tell that you are the one in this village that has tried to do the most to help them. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I went to go visit them, uh, last year. Yeah, I think it was last year. She's like running her fingers through her hair, trying to remember the days. It's a shame what's happening to them. Any insights you can share that you have gained would probably be helpful. Well, everyone that I saw seemed to have some sort of condition that was changing their... Uh, the, the coating that they have on their skin. They, I mean, they naturally secrete like a poison type thing. It's usually very harmless to them, but something's making it not harmless. Uh, she's scratching her head. I mean, obviously, you can wash them down and get that off of them, and it helps for a bit. But, I mean, that would be like if you were allergic to your hair or your clothes. You could shave, but it'll grow back. And you just can't walk around naked. That would be silly. You don't know very well. My apologies, Oscar. You're right. I don't know you very well. Did we introduce ourselves? We'll pretend we did. Also, it's a small city. Yeah, I mean, I it's not a small city, but I guess you're strangers. Um, yeah, we're weird. You're people of note. <sighs> From what I can tell, it affects everyone. Uh, definitely seems an exposure thing. So the older are weaker. The few exceptions. I mean, they're still sick, but they just seem to deal with it a little better. Uh, the kids are the healthiest. Even though they're still sick, of course. <sighs> and as far as I can tell, it's not hereditary, but... They won't really let anybody into their uh, their temple, where their birthing pool is, so if there's anything there causing them to be sick, I, I just wouldn't know. I've done the best I could for them. I mean, you do need to be very gentle with them. They're still protective of themselves, more so now that they're sick, but I mean, just treating them takes time, unless you could end up hurting yourself. Uh, and she pulls off a glove and shows like some burn marks on her skin. That's the first time I tried to treat one of them. She pulls the glove back on. Lesson learned, though. Uh, are you going there? Yes. Okay. And? Nope, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, we have like we have our own set of information. I just I wanted to see if you maybe knew something we didn't. Um, noting that they are very protective is that's good to know. It helps us know how to approach them. So that's helpful. If you are going to be going there, I would suggest speaking with uh, Prado. Okay. They were most helpful to me when I was there. Most understanding of my attempts to assist them. Oh, Prado's a grub. Yes, Prado is a grub. P-R-A-D-O. Um, I, we don't get too many people coming through here. How have you all found the city? Have you found it well? Are, are you enjoying your time here? Uh, mostly, I guess. We haven't seen very much of it. Good books, though. Oh, I, I didn't realize you were all so scholars. I, I mean, I guess I should have wondered. I guess I should have known, since you are actually uh, interested in my medicinal efforts. Scholars of some sort. Healers. Scholars. Healers. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. Don't be afraid to st- stick around for a while. The frost swamps are you know, not too far away, but it's very cold there and it's very uncomfortable. Uh, 
need new clothes for It would definitely be nice to get to know you all a little bit better. It'd be great to see Sam again. Um, oh my god. Um, it's better that we go. <laughs> oh. Did Sam sleep with your half sister? That's what yeah. Sam wanted to say. He needs, yeah. <laughs> um, he needs like winter clothing. Is there somewhere around here that we can buy that? Like cat coat gloves. My old clothing I, was eaten by a like bear. No, it was a yeti. It was eaten by a yeti. Oh yes. The the uh, the uh, um. The patrols keep extra clothing around, so if you just go see Mom, I'm sorry, the commander, I'm sure uh, she could hook you up. Perfect. Thank you. Wow. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you don't want to stick around? One of you gets to go ask her. I need to have some words with Sam. <laughs> you open up the door, and as soon as you do, Sam looks and sees you all, and he just like starts... Walking back over towards where you came into the city. Oh, it's just time to go, huh? All right. Just about. That's, There's one more stop to make. We oh. forgot he needs winter clothing. Okay, that shouldn't take too long. Meet you by the horses. <laughs> I'll go with you. We'll go get your clothes. Thanks, Val. Appreciate the support. I wasn't planning on leaving you all alone. I, just, <laughs> I know, I know. Go in, we pay whatever she asks for, and we get out. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to try and negotiate. Nope. <laughs> okay. Let's follow our innocent Sam first. Because yeah. I'm very interested in what's going to happen with Darwin and Vale. <laughs> Off on their own. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. So first, we are following our innocent Sam and Sniffins. As you head over towards the area of the city where you first rose up to the, the bridges and the walkways. The stone is, of course, currently not up here. Uh, it requires someone to activate it and send it up and send it back down. There doesn't seem to be an attendant at the moment just because they weren't expecting anybody to need to use it. And usually it's one of them that signals that it's needed. So now you're just kind of standing in the middle of this wooden bridge in between the trees. Uh, Sam is being very attentive to Sniffins right now. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey. You slept with my half-sister. I wouldn't be so crass. We had a wonderful evening. She's a very nice person. I don't know that I really have much more to say (laughs) to you about it, except except that, I mean, you didn't know she was my half-sister at the time, and I don't really give a shit that she's my half-sister, because... I kind of hate my mom, so um, it's you, uh, it's a thing. Harness. I, I just felt I need to bring it up so we could be cool. <laughs> right. I I didn't know at the time. No, of course you did. But really, don't stay mad at your mom. It's not her fault, right? Oh, it really is, though. Uh, I, I mean, you could make it better, right? Really can't. <sighs> Oh, poor Sam. You took over a city. I can't... Yeah, she's not happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying, like, you took it over for her. I just mean, if you can take over a city, what's one person? Uh, yeah, I'm not allowed to ever tell anyone, ever, that she's my mom. I mean, you weren't supposed to ever come here and see her, either. No. But apparently it's, like, uh, dangerous information. But she won't tell me why. Did you ask? I did. She won't tell me. No. Did... I'm... I mean, did it... Did it sound like she, you know, didn't like your dad? Like, did she say it was a mistake or something? Like, I... Not in so many words. No. But it clearly was to some degree. Or she wouldn't have left me with him. Oh, just... Just thinking here, you know, she she broke the rules once for him, you know. Maybe she'd break them again for you. Doesn't sound like it. Uh, Not to mention, she's got another kid now who she can openly acknowledge, apparently, so. No, she's not nobility. It's not like she needs an heir. No. 
Should have asked who the kid's dad was. Didn't do that. She didn't tell you, did she? <laughs> you know, the subject of her dad didn't come up. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. <laughs> I don't know. Just try it, Arnis. Say maybe it's not a dead end. But I understand if you're upset. Mm. We do have things to do. But like you said, she's the only family you have. Yep. And your sister. Half sister. <laughs> uh, okay, yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> still, still family. I think that conversation just kind of continues on. Yeah. As we go back to Darwin and Vale. Oh, God. We're going to go see Commander Balfall. The vice counts second. All right. Yeah, you can go to her office. Okay. Get what you need, buddy. I thought you all were heading out after Aranus finished his business. Um, we were, but I was wondering if you could help me out with something, and your daughter indicated that you might be able to. Okay, what what do you need? You see, last time we traveled where it was cold, that's south, right? Yeah. Last time we traveled south, my winter clothes kind of got... Eviscerated, I think is the right word. It's a good word. By a by a yeti. So it wasn't my fault. It just it just kind of happened. <laughs> like, why do you need, need a new pair of pants, sir? Well, I'm leaving an hour long dissertation on the what happened so... to the last pair of pants. <laughs> well, it's important. I don't I don't want her to think I'm like just wasting her time clothes. No, 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 get it. It's good radio. It's funny. I There's appreciate a leaf. it. <laughs> Just kick that tune. Uh-huh. <laughs> you have a problem with Yetis. <laughs> um. Not Yeti. <laughs> vale has no part in this conversation. <laughs> Vale's there. So, I mean... <laughs> anyway, your, your daughter indicated that you might be able to help me procure some Winter clothes because we are heading, you know, that way. Darwin, roll some persuasion. Oh uh, uh, uh. no! Oh no! I am not there. Come on, metal guy. Ooh, that's a nineteen. All right, that's. I'm relieved. It's such a simple request. Has uh, your friend Kara here fallen victim to the same yeti? Well, I did, but my clothes survived. Oh, fortunate for you. Uh, yes, Oscar, that shouldn't be a problem. Um, just one thing, though. Sure. Can you apologize to Aranis for me for being so short with him? I don't know what he told you about our discussion, but... I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> He's a very forward person. That he is. It reminds me very much of someone I once knew, and it is difficult to be around. <laughs> that I understand. Sometimes it is. I will okay. lay your apology. I think Adriana is going to excuse herself for a moment to go into another room to grab these clothes for you. She comes back shortly after. With a decent-ish set of clothes, it looks a lot like what the other um, patrol members were wearing, nice. including the tree patch on the shoulder with the way. elven face on it, the uh, wood elf right. symbol of Olwenir. Nice. You're right. I probably should. I kind of like it, but... It's not as warm as the last set you had, but luckily you're not going that far south. It should do fine, though. Okay. This is a nice little costume change for you. Put this on. It's got a nice little wrap top. Did I get a changing montage? If you want a changing montage, you can. Yeah, the pants are extra high because they've got straps on them, almost like lederhosen pants. But once you put on the top, it kind of covers that up. So it just looks like normal pants and nice. coats. Like suspenders? Uh, I'm wearing suspenders. Yeah, underneath the coat. Yeah. Nice. Nice high collar when you pull it up. Mm-hmm. It comes up to like just under your ears. And yeah, it'll keep you warm. That's pretty nice. Won't keep you dry if you go diving into the water, but it'll keep you warm. Got it. So don't do that. I'm just... Dry off after you do that. 
Fair. Okay. Cool. Well, back to Adriana. Good luck with the Grom. Thank you. Um, if you come back this way, you shouldn't have to worry about the scouts giving you any trouble. Okay. And if you need to come back up, let me know. <laughs> Please send word up the trees before you come up that you need to come back up. Let me Fair. prepare. Fair. Okay. Good. Anything I can do for you, Claire? Nope. I'm just here to make sure we get everything we need and head out. Okay. As you're heading out, both of you roll perception. Vale? Four. Darwin? Twelve. I rolled a little bit better than that. But don't worry, you'll find out what happens real <laughs> soon here. As you're leaving Adriana's office and walking around the corner to head back towards where you know Arnis and Sam are, you step around the corner and both of you feel a heavy hand on your shoulders. Uh-oh. You turn around and there is Elizabeth and Charlotte as... <clears throat> Hello, strangers. It seems you all have been very talkative with the commander lately. I need a word with you. Concerning? Uh, we'll talk about that in private. We were just about to leave town. I think you can stay for a moment. Just a few questions. I'd like to get the rest of our companions. Oh, I have every intention of finding them as well. Why don't we find them together? Who wants to roll me some persuasion, Vale? I'll roll it. I'm going to fail it. I'll roll it. Oh, finally. 17. Nice. Wonderful. <clears throat> and as you're saying this, Ezabeth is considering words like, Okay, yes, let's go find them together. And you see her... She just turns to the side on trail. She's just like, you know, put it away. And you see him taking a pouch of something, like, out of his coat, and then, like, back into his coat. Okay. Okay. Wow. Shady. Hey, they've got lots of authority to act in... They've got a lot of latitude to he act in. He's gonna chloroform us or something. Oh, yeah, or something. <sighs> All right, let's go find your friends. And Arnis, that's when you... Not right then, but moments later, you see Darvin and Vale being escorted by Elizabeth and her orc friend. And she looks in a mood. Oh dear. Before anybody leaves, we need to talk. Your friend Kara here said you would... Said you would be helpful. Said you would be, uh... Cooperative. Yes, cooperative. That's the word. I just look at Arnis and shake my head like, I, you know I never said that. <laughs> Uh, sure, here looks like a good spot. We need privacy. It's pretty private. Horses don't talk. I look one way and the other, uh, and you're I'm still, like, I don't see anybody coming. You're still up in the trees in the city of Crowbar, yeah. and she's... Like, waiting for the elevator. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> Pressing the button, and it's just not... No, there's not a button. Somebody has to activate it. No, we're it. just like waiting for somebody to come by and be hey. like, oh, you need the elevator. Here, let me help you. I could just jump down. Run down and then jump. Oh, shit, I forgot. Darwin could just leap out of the trees. Please don't leave us. You're still not going to do too well, though. That's a pretty far fall. Yeah, that might be too high. But I could run. I could run the first 90 feet yeah. and then fall the rest. You could just run straight down the tree. Oh, <laughs> uh, probably. I could, huh? Probably. Anyway. Until you want to do that, let's not think about it too much. Yeah. It would definitely be an option. It would be a fun option. Um, now, we could discuss this up here, or we could leave the city and have even more privacy. I think we're good up here. I want to know what you want to discuss. I mean, are we under arrest? Like, what is happening right now? I'm very confused. Just I mean, some questions. We know you're inspecting the city, but I don't understand what that has to do with us. You've been speaking with one of the leaders of the city, and I need to know things. Under I what, need to know what you know. Under what purview? Why? Under the authority of the king. We don't know he anything. He has to know our private business? That doesn't seem like no. a thing he needs to know. He doesn't need to know your private business. Well, then 
He doesn't need to know what we were talking about with Commander Balfall. He does need to know if it exposed anything about the city. Any sensitive information? He didn't about the city. Any, about Anything the city of Crowbar? Yes. No. All we did, all we talked to her about, was arranging a place to stay for the evening last night and clothes for Darwin. Those were the absolute only things we ever talked to her about. Oh, it's Darwin now. I mean, well then. I mean Oscar. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't screw him because no, the no. said the wrong name. <laughs> Well, then you should have nothing to hide. You're not going to make a roll for that? Dang. I was right. expecting No, I'm not going to... Yeah. I was expecting a deception roll. That's why I was stealing into the hard lie there. Yeah. No matter how well you lie, she still wants to ask questions. Uh, if you have nothing to hide, then you have nothing to fear. See, now that's not true. I've seen how this government... I've seen how this king works... So I will gladly answer any questions you have standing right here, but I'm not going any other location with you without an escort that I that I approve and that I believe will keep me safe. Who would be your escort? Exactly. There's not anyone in this city that I would trust for that, which is why I'm not going anywhere else than right here. All right, roll a persuasion. Are people helping? Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah thank you, because that was a four. I will. Can we both help? I want to say yes, because I just heard what Aranus made. <laughs> That's not going to help much. Vale? Four. Aranus? Twelve. Darvin? Twelve. Oh. Hey, he rolled higher than me, though. I know, but that's... <laughs> bad. It's bad, dude. We're screwed right now. Like, a lot. Ah. <laughs> uh. I think Elizabeth is going to flex a little bit here, and you're going to see her grow just a little. You're going to see her wings expand out from like hanging over her shoulders as a cloak, and she's going to open them up, and she's going to grow a little bit larger, and her face is going to extend out a little bit. And you're going to see some of those dragon fangs. She's just going to look with all the fury she can. I think we'll have some questions. And if you don't intend on moving, I can just take us all down to the swamp and talk in private there. I'm unclear if the swamp is a threat. Is it supposed to be less practical? The implied threat is that she's just going to destroy this bridge and everybody will fall and she will. you'll have privacy down on the ground. Ah. There are too many ears up here. She either wants to go to a private room... Like the one you stayed in last night. Or worse, if you piss her off. Or, yeah, she just wants to take you down to the swamp where you will be alone. But by destroying the bridge. Yes. I don't think... Okay. To me, down on the ground near our horses is preferable to, like, sequestered in some room that she may decide to lock and leave Anywhere that's not open gets us killed. Anywhere that's not open space gets us killed. That's, at least that's the way Vale's going to see the situation. Right. So a private Sorry. room is not preferable yeah. to on the ground next to our horses. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. All right. Call the elevator. <sighs> she exhales and shrinks back down a little bit, and her wings fall back over her shoulders. Thank you for listening to reason. And she sends Charlotte to go fetch someone to call the elevator. I'm working very hard to not quibble with her about how reasonable she's being, but it's fine. I'm keeping my mouth shut. I want to live. The problem with being given unilateral power is that you don't know how to accept the word no. Yeah. She clearly does not hear it very often. I'm sorry, what? We're not under her jurisdiction. <laughs> if you want to believe that. I mean, I suppose Baron Misha is, but, like, right. She's working for the king. I'm from Karami, bro. Yeah. I'll listen to you. We're a free city. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for that to happen. It's not uh, going to happen. No. No, I mean, by all means, use that argument. No. Uh, We're not that dumb. I don't need somebody that close to the king knowing definitively what I look like. Charlotte returns with DeBrian. He calls the elevator up. 
And this large stone slab lifts up, and it's you know, just a short step off the bridge onto the large slab of stone. Everybody's getting up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Trillet and Ezabeth will follow you on. At least it's somebody we know that is seeing us get onto this elevator with these people. And so the three of you, with Baron Misha, Sam, and Sniffins, step onto this large stone elevator. Followed by Charlotte as the orc, and Ezabeth the black dragon. And it slowly descends back into the fog, coating the ground beneath the city of Crowbar, where you await an interrogation at the hands of a dragon. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at VanessaBlockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at Dibber.mo or at SoundCloud.com slash Dibber Music. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thank you for listening to this chapter at Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.libsyn.com. <laughs>